Welcome to Voices from the Frontline from the Christian Medical Fellowship, where we hear from healthcare workers on the front line of the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, we've all been hearing about the increased mortality rates at this very sad and difficult time. Uh, and very much part of our response on the healthcare has been around end of life. So I'm joined today by the palliative care doctor, and I'm joined by Alice, who's a specialty uh, doctor in palliative care in Birmingham. Welcome, Alice. Hi, John. Nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for being with me today. Alice, could you just um, just explain what you what you normally do and what's changed in the last few weeks for you? Yeah, sure. So uh, I work on um, uh, a busy inpatient hospice unit. Um, so we have uh, around 24 beds um, and also have a big day centre and a big community team. Um, so I you know, worked in a big, big bustling hospice for uh, just over six months now. Yeah. Right. And um, ha- have things changed for you with, um, you know, just the changes in shift patterns and, you know, in the, the way that I guess potentially relative visiting times and things like that? Yeah. So um, everything's changed completely really in the last few weeks as it has for, for everyone. Um, so um, working on the hospice unit, um, I'm primarily on the inpatient ward. So we're looking after people uh, both with difficult symptoms um, and also for end of life care. Um, and with the changes in government policy, we've really had to look at the way that we do palliative care. Um, we've always preached a, a mantra of you know, spending time uh, in our patients' rooms and holding their hands um, when, you know, when communicating with them and getting families in and families around. And, and all of those things have had to completely change um, uh, in light of the virus and the risks that that can bring to both our, our vulnerable patients uh, and also to us and, and our colleagues. Um, and so, you know, we've had to restrict visiting to the hospice. Um, and over the last three weeks, that's that's actually meant no visitors at all, um, even for patients at the end of life. Um, uh, and that, that has just changed uh, in the last week to allow one family member to come in per day when someone is in their last days. But but that was a really painful time um, and, and just changed the atmosphere of the hospice. You know, volunteers weren't allowed in anymore. Uh, chaplains haven't been allowed in. And you know, what was a, an actually um, really vibrant and um, and happy place has, has become um, you know, there's a, there's a sort of sense of heaviness there, really. And and when each of us go in and see a patient, we're having to think, well, how long am I spending in this room? Is this helpful for the patient? Is this safe for them? Um, is it safe for the member of staff that I'm going to have to go out with? Uh, go and have a, a speak with afterwards. I've, I've got to wear gloves when I, whenever I want to um, you know, deliver any care to a patient. Um, so you lose that that physical touch, and and then wearing a mask, you're trying to provide comfort to a to maybe a weeping patient, and and they can't see my face, they can't see the comfort that um, that 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 my sort of facial expressions are wanting to bring. Um, so although palliative care is needed almost now more than ever the way that we're we're doing it is completely different well it's a real challenge and I'm assuming that the uh, community services and you know the, the, the wider network outside of inpatient care has also been affected yeah very much so um you know, our my colleagues so that the doctors and nurses that have been uh, been going out are really having to think well do I need to go out into this patient's home am I am I putting them at risk is there a way that I can deal with this this issue, this symptom, or, or whatever, over the phone, but that brings different challenges. It's it's hard to really bring comfort to someone when you you can't be with them face to face. Something that good that has come out of it is you know 
for those of you who are familiar with the hospice um, network, a lot of hospices work independently, and that has been the case uh, in our city too. But in light of this crisis, we realised that we really need to start working together. And and in, you know, in the case of a couple of days, a, a hub was set up and all the hospices have come together and have pulled all their resources. And, and we're really seeing um, something incredible that would never have happened before. Uh, hospices working together, of services being called to say, well, OK, there's things we can't do, but what can we do? Uh, in response to this crisis. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Alice. And of course, the hospice movement was founded, well, one of the founders was Dame Cicely Saunders back in the, the mid-1960s, and she was a Christian. Um, yeah, as a Christian yourself, what are your um, reflections on you know walking into to the ward um, at this d- difficult time? Um, I think it really became clear to me uh, while I was working on uh, Easter Sunday and... Um, thinking in the in the midst of all you know lord i don't understand what, what you're doing here i don't understand what's going on and um as i was pedaling my way into work um, and cycling across the city i felt god say well, remember i came down into the midst of of suffering into the midst of mess and and i i tasted death myself i i know i know what it's like and and as you are going into the midst of suffering into the midst of death each and every day you're carrying me with you i, I know what it's like to be in the midst of suffering and I want you to be my hands and feet in that place. Um, and you know, I, I really felt a sense, I know several friends have felt that we're here for a time such as this. We are we're carrying um, God's presence with us where we go into some of the most painful conversations, um, into some of the most um, the most darkest of moments of people's lives. And um, but we're we're carriers of, of the Spirit of God, and it's a privilege to be in those positions. Um, and I don't want to underestimate the power that that has, that his, that his comfort um, you know, is, is pouring out of us to our patients. And, and that's what I'm, I feel like I've been seeing and I hope I continue to see. Yeah, well, it's, it's amazing, Annis. Thank you. And I, I guess that's something we can very much be praying for you and for others that you work with and for others around the country. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Very much so. Um, but balancing that with remembering that you know, this is a really um, challenging time, and uh, you know, compassion fatigue is is something that's that's there and and um, needs to be acknowledged. And and remembering that our source ultimately is Him. This doesn't come from anything in us; it comes from the, the God that we worship. And you know, spending time um, in His presence ourselves, um, coming back to Him, reading Scripture, having you know friends at church praying for us. You know, that's that's where the source is that we can then go out and be a, a light to our patients. Mm. That's really helpful, Alice. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, John. It's been great. Well, Alice, is, it's just so helpful to be reminded of, of that term compassion fatigue. And it's quite clear that, you know, with COVID-19 being around and who knows what's around the corner, that actually we're in this for the long haul. And that's going to mean long term strategies for coping, um, both for us as staff, but also in thinking how we deliver care, such as palliative care, which so much relies on face to face interaction. So it's great to hear from Alice there. She was referring to um, you know, being in a place and being Jesus's hands and feet. And we kicked off our first incision third season hearing from professor john wyatt speak on coronavirus and costly love why don't you check that out some fantastic reflections on what it means to be jesus in the midst of of suffering it's been great to join you um, again for another voice from the front line we'll see you next time bye for now